Tim Hughes is a universally recognized as the world's leading pioneer and innovator of social selling, currently ranked number one by Analytica as the most influential social selling person in the world. In 2021, LinkedIn said he was one of the top eight sales experts globally to follow, and Brand24 announced recently he was the 16th most influential person in marketing globally based on measured social media influence. He's also the co-founder and CEO of DLA Ignite and co-author of the best-selling books, Social Selling, Techniques to Influence Buyers and Changemakers, and Smarketing, How to Achieve Competitive Advantage Through Blended Sales and Marketing. And he's recently launched a second edition of the Social Settling Techniques to Influencers, Buyers and Changemakers, which has been fully updated. And all three books are published by Kogan Page and are available here on Amazon. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome, uh, I guess we'd say record uh, fanatic, Timothy Hughes. <laughs> Hi, how are you doing? Doing well, Tim. Doing well. Should we call you it's Tim or Timothy? It's piece of technology, isn't it? Isn't it amazing that we're able to use right. stuff and transmit it everywhere? It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 10 years ago, this is just like, you know, it was a dream, really. And and people were cobbling it together with 56K baud modems. And here we are just clicking buttons and talking to you while you're hanging out with a gramophone. This is amazing. And, and, and you know, I'm, I'm in London. You're, you're in the States somewhere. And yep. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're, you're, uh, you know, you're, you're in the in the early evening. I mean, this could this is something we could not have pulled off ten years ago. I don't, I don't even know if we could have pulled it off five years ago. I think it would have been tough. I mean, it was starting. You know, I think with the Facebook Lives, but this is you know now. I, I love that we're on LinkedIn for one. Uh, I mean, because that's where I know a lot of your influences, and I think it's it's become between Twitter, Twitter, and LinkedIn are like the two places I, I like to hang out. I, I think. Uh, you do a bit of that as well, Tim, don't you? Uh, yeah, from a business perspective, Twitter and LinkedIn are probably my two main social networks. Yeah, and and so Tim, let's let's kind of uh, well t- tell us tell us a little bit more about yourself. I mean, what got you to where you are today? I mean, what what brought you into this whole world of social selling? Um, well, I'm a salesperson. I've been in sales for 25 years, and back in probably. 2012, 2013, I decided I didn't want to do what I was doing, which was sell accounting systems for a big major US software company. And I wanted to do something else. And I was looking around for stuff and someone suggested, well, my leader, my manager basically said, we need to get on social media. This is where it's going to be at. And I started working on it and I've been on Twitter for 14 years. Um, and I set up DLA Ignite in 2016 with my business partner, Adam Gray. So we've now been working and, and all we do is work in social media for, uh, business to business, uh, companies or entrepreneurs, small businesses, big businesses, whatever. Uh, and, um, and that's what we do is we help them with their social and not social fluffy, fluffy, puffy. All we mm-hmm. do is if there has to be a revenue connection. So whatever we do with an organization, it's about, um, generating leads and meetings or conversations because conversations are the things that create sales. And ultimately what that does is it generates revenue. Yeah. It's an interesting thing is that, you know, and, and I, what I'd, I'd love to be able to start, uh, at, uh, social selling. Cause that's why, that's why we're here. But I mean, uh, pursuant to what uh, you just said, I think a lot of people, when they look at social media, they think of it purely as marketing. They think of it as like, I've got this stuff going on and I know I need to be on social media. I know I need to be on LinkedIn and YouTube and Facebook and uh, Instagram and all of the things, right? I got to put my real estate there, right? And But it's really just about trumpeting, right? It's about, I, it's just about putting stuff out and letting it sit there and using it as sort of like a free advertising as opposed to actually treating it like a social media platform and engaging with people, because a lot of people look at it as pure marketing, but you're looking at it as a way to actually translate that into sales for organizations. It's, it's, it's a bridge piece. How do you do that with businesses of varying levels? Uh, well, we, um, just, just to reiterate what you said, I mean, you know, we're talking to, at the moment, two ultra-conservative organizations 
Um, and the way they see social media, it really is about how can we take all the brochures and the white papers that we've created that nobody reads in any of the other places that they put them. Um, and, um, how can, what we'll do is we'll put them on social media. And what they hope is that people will go, wow, that's amazing. A brochure. Wow. I've not seen one of those before. Wow. You do that. Wow. That's amazing. Can I buy five, please? And of course it doesn't work like that anymore. Um, we're all in situations where we don't read brochures. We're not interested in that. You know, we're on social media. We're on social media to have conversations. And that's what our, our research shows. Um, so what, what we find is that people miss the, don't join the dots and actually see, right. Okay. What we're going to do is we're going to, what I need to do is post something on social media. And then the job's done. I basically and walk away. Whereas actually what we're trying to do is actually, you know, we're business. We're trying to make money. Um, but to answer your question, you know, what we've done is we, we've developed a methodology. Um, and we know that if you do step one, step two, step three, and, 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 and step four will be that you'll sell something. And we've got customers that do multi-million dollar deals on social media. Um, and so if people are not doing multi-million dollar deals on social media, they're leaving money on the table. Right. Multi-million dollar deals that were originated from a social media platform. So like the, people yeah. are just kind of chiming in saying, Hey, what's this about? And then it's engaging kind of like a CRM sort of, sort of deal where it, it translates into actually doing a multi-million dollar deal. Yes. Yeah, so, so, um, uh, give you an example. Um, what we, what, what the data shows now is that, um, people use, um, people use search, but they also use social media to search for products and, um, and, and brands. Right. You know, your podcast is a great example, kind of proves the point that, you know, people are looking for, uh, are on social media, looking for advice, they're looking for, um, you know, your intro is just a fantastic, you know, what better than, than playing with gadgets and stuff all day, but people are looking for that. They're looking for social proof. And the data now shows that people under age of 30 actually use social media to look for brands and products more than they use search. Um, so, um, people come to social, people will come, will generally do the two together. So they'll, you'll search for something on maybe Google, uh, and you'll search for something on social media. Now, the thing about Google is it actually doesn't give us the answers that we want. So if we put in and say, What's the capital of Nigeria? It will give us the answer. But if you go to Google and type in, what's the best CRM system in the world? It doesn't give you an answer because what will happen is that 10,000 CRM vendors will basically buy the search. <laughs> right. Whereas what will happen if you come to social media is that you will get people's advice. So, you know, you may, you, you may, um, find the show or, um, you may find someone's blog or someone's post or someone's request. Um, now, when people come to social media, they're like you and me, which is we, we pick up a mobile phone and if you go to LinkedIn, you'll go boring, 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 that's interesting. So the point of being on social media is to offer insights and not to be the part of the boring. Now, every marketer that I talk to always say we're not boring. We're part of the, we're offering insight, even though what they're doing is that they're putting out brochures or brochureware and basically saying the th same thing as all their competitors, which is buy my product because we're great. Now we're all sophisticated buyers. We, we, we know if it's a brochure, if it's brochureware, it's just going to say how great the product is. What we're looking for is insight. Tell yeah. me something I don't know. Yeah. Tell me, tell, tell me you. Show me you understand your, the business issues yeah. of my industry or my organization. Um, and, and, and explain to me how you can solve them and not in a, a, a brochure way, but actually the, our, our research shows the more authentic you are and the more that you lean into that, the better, uh, response that you'll get. So we know that our buyers are on digital. We know that they're on social media. 60% of the world's population, 59.9%. Of the world's population is active on social media. And when I mean active, they spend an average of two hours, 25 minutes a day on social media. So that's not just posting pictures on, on um, Facebook that shows that people are active. And you go to LinkedIn as you, you do, 
you know the people that are, are active there. So yeah. what will happen is that you go, you scroll through and you go, that looks interesting. That, that, that person looks like they know what they're talking about. And, you know, we have instances where people of, um, buyers have found someone, um, mainly s- the sellers, um, said, you look interesting. Can you help me with this? Mm. And I can explain to you how, um, for your listeners, how you will get this magic happening. Um, and what, and what happens is that they will walk towards you. The buyers will walk towards you and say, can you help me? And we've had lots of instances where that's happened, where that's turned into multi-million dollar deals. Wow. Do you feel like yeah. uh, a lot of these companies, especially with the rise of, we'll call them influencers, other people call them advocates, uh, there's all kinds of different words for it, but people that don't necessarily work for a particular company, but are endorsing uh, something, um, do you feel like this is also affecting social selling in terms of how a business now looks at, okay, um, we're, we're attacking this from, you know, we've got people that are work for our company that are representing our product or service, um, but we also need to look at other people who are using our products and services and having them do that on our behalf. What are your thoughts there on influencer marketing? Yes. Well, there's, there's different type, types of influencers into, on social media. So you've got Kim Kardashian, which is, in effect, what she's doing is it, it's, 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 it's no different from the way that advertising has worked for the last 100 years, really, which is you get mm-hmm. someone famous. You think about a TV ad. You get someone famous to sell martini. Um, and you all of a sudden you're, you know, the, the product sells. Um, in a B2B context, it's a little bit more subtler because we're not necessarily looking at the fact that, um, Kim's got Gucci shoes on or something like that, which she, she's been given. You know, what, what we are looking for is social proof. You know, all of us are influences in some sh- shape or form, you know, um, you know, whether we, you know, what was that restaurant you went to? You, you told me you, when you're in New York, what restaurant would you recommend? If I wanted a really good Italian in London, well, you know, where's the best chip shop in, in, in London? All of those things is you're asking an opinion or therefore you're basically sharing your influence. Um, mm. and I think that people are looking for that level of social proof. And, and that's where we start getting outside mobilizing the sales force, which is kind of easy to do because they're motivated to do, to, to go out onto social and form relationships with people and and hopefully that will lead to some sort of sale but we're also mobilizing other people in the organization around maybe you know if you're selling a technical product what you'll do is you may actually have you know if you're selling a cybersecurity product what you do is you might want to put the your cybersecurity experts out on social media because technical people will find technical people and, and, you know, in technical people, there's a, there's a, there's a kind of a hierarchy of, of trust. And, and that's where as a buyer, I'm looking for an organization that I can, I can form a relationship with. And it's not just about sales, but it's also about finding people of influence. And I, and, uh, w- the way that you, you know, influencer marketing is still very immature. And I think that people are still in my, in my view, people still tend to use it as, as paid media. Which is, I'll pay somebody and I'll, and you know, I'll pay Tim and he'll come on and say, Oh, look at the iPhone. It's really wonderful. I read, you know, and, 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 and actually, you know, we're, we're sophisticated buyers nowadays and we just don't believe in that sort of stuff. Whereas there can be some more, you know, what you do is in, in this show is that you offer a far more subtlety in terms of the, the, the products that you're, you're looking at. Um, and that, and what you're doing is that you're using your expertise because you're both experts for actually say, this is a product. And therefore some, you go, well, if, if it's okay for Chris, I'm with AD knows about podcasting. I mean, Chris knows more about podcasting than I do. Right. Then I'm going to buy it. Yeah. So, and I so think if that, you were yeah. to recommend a Pink Floyd album, then I would basically <laughs> buy it from you. That's, that's the way that, that's the way that works. There no, we go. Oh, there you Star go. That's, that, I think go that's my favorite that. one. For those of you that don't know what that is, that's the dark side of the moon. So, <laughs> greatest we, uh, we, we should album we of should all put time. that in the. I need to add that to the carousel. I'm sure it's available on uh, on Amazon. But uh, Tim, one one of the questions too, and and uh, Chris and I, I think run into this from time to time with some of our clients that they're on LinkedIn. But I think you know, one I'd say they need to get your book is that 
they're broadcasting on LinkedIn and they like, well, why am I not getting any engagement? Right. And it's <laughs> like, well, if all you're doing is posting and talking about yourself, nobody cares. Right. So we've got a definition of, of social selling, which I'll, I'll read out for you, which is that it's, and I'm going to read it off the wall, which is why I'm, I'm yeah, it's, it's using your presence and behavior on social media to build influence, make connections, grow relationships and trust which lead to conversations and commercial interaction. And, mm-hmm. and what you're, and, and what most people do on social media is that they think that the output is a post. So I will go to social media and I'm going to post something and then they walk away. Mm-hmm. And actually the output on social media is a conversation. Mm-hmm. And, and because, because it's the conversation, especially if you're working, if, if you're working in B2B or, um, where you're B2C, but it requires a, a, um, a, the person to have a, um, to actually think about purchase, like buying a BMW or something like that. If you're going to spend $50,000, it's a considered purchase. If you're doing anything like that, when you buy, most people, when they buy a BMW will actually walk into a showroom and actually talk to a salesperson. Or if you're buying cybersecurity software or whatever it is, it requires you to have a conversation. So what you're looking for is to get that conversation. Now, um, we have an example of, of one of the people in the team and they did a number of things, which I can talk to you about, about, um, they put out a post, which is a picture of their son and him on the beach because it was his son's birthday. Um, and, um, they put those pictures out. It took five minutes to basically take the photos, 15 minutes in terms of to put that out. Um, and he got off the back of that six C-level meetings, um, two proposals and one purchase order. And it took 15 minutes to do. Now that's the sort of thing that I'm talking about is, a, is about using your, so using social and social media is the ability to, um, use your presence and behavior, um, to build influence and trust, grow relationships and therefore get conversations, which lead to commercial interaction. Now, we're not saying that we're anti-telephone and we're not saying that all of the, the connection or, or the conversation has to take place on social media. Not at all. In fact, what you're doing is that you're using social media as your ability to get the Zoom call, the discovery call or whatever. But it's about getting those conversations and it's about getting those conversations at scale, which you can do. And if you want me to go into our data versus cold calling, I'm more than happy to do it. I would love to hear that. I would. Jim's, Jim's love missed, Jim that. loves cold calling. Tim, um, I, I love when you when you talked about that definition. The first thing you said it leads to is not money, is not revenue. It's conversations, yes. and you just alluded to it right there. And I think a lot of people. Do you think, Tim, that a lot of people? Um, when they are posting on social media and they're in, they have their business hat on, so to speak, or like my intention is to try to get more business that they want to feel more buttoned up and that they're, they're, uh, they're kind of reticent to show themselves, like to peel back the curtain, so to speak, and say, this is me. Is, is, is that the reason why people are, are a little bit more hesitant to be a little more transparent and vulnerable in, in this world to lead to those conversations? I think that people are scared of social media and they're scared often of doing the wrong thing. And what we found, you know, we've done research in terms of looking at different posts and we know what posts get the most interaction. Now, interaction, likes and comments are really important because first and foremost, it shows digital resonance. It shows your res- what you're creating is resonating with the audience that you're putting out. And what you want to do is make sure that digital resonance is coming from the people that you want to influence. Now, those people you may want to influence may be the people you're trying to sell to, or maybe it's you, you, you know, there may be people in that organization. You know, for example, uh, one of the companies that we work with is a supply chain software company, and they reckon that they have a hundred stakeholders per se. So that requires you to influence a hundred people and get round and talk to all of those people. Now, you, what you, what the, what your, um, audience may have may have less stakeholders, but Gartner reckoned that the average deal nowadays, especially in B2B have 10 stakeholders. So there's a lot of people that you've got to get round and influence. Um, and you've got to do that at scale because you don't have a lot of time. 
Um, and certainly not ringing people up because the last thing you want to do is start a relationship with somebody by um, annoying them. We'll get right back to the show, but first I wanted to tell you about Social Media News Live. Jeff C. and his amazing guests will keep you up to date on what's happening in this entire changing world of social media. They talk with industry experts and innovators and creators about the latest social media news, tips and tactics, and they broadcast live so you can ask the questions that matter most to you and your business. Jim and I love this show and we know that you will too. Head over to socialmedianewslive.com. Hey, tell them deal caster sent you now back to the show <laughs> so, so yeah. you you asked me about you asked me about content sorry i'll just just um so um yeah so first and foremost it's about a conversation so it's not about um it's not about posting if the the more human you can and the more authentic you can be the more people actually enjoy it if you're posting brochures you know, if you go to your posts and you find that nobody's liking it, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a you, you can measure how well you're doing on social media by how many likes you get and how many comments you get. You know, if, so if, if no one's liking it, no one likes it. And, 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 and if you're just posting brochures, what you're doing is that you're probably actually uh, training the algorithm to get people to ignore you. And so, um, people, People want to see something about you. Now, one of the things that often we come across is people say, I, it's LinkedIn is a business network. I'm only going to post things about business. You go, right. okay, well, regardless of my research that shows that people don't want to see that stuff. You, you say to somebody, okay, so um, when you want to win a sale, what do you do? They say, well, I, I take my customers to this, to a sports game or to a meal. And you go, okay, that's, that's good. So what do you do? You take brochures along and read them out, and they say, oh, "That was so stupid." Of course, I don't do that. And what I do is I get to know them. Um, I get to know that they have a family and they have barbecues. They've got a neuro um, uh, uh, disabled son or something like that. I, I like to get to know them, and I say, well, "Exactly, that's what we we come to social media because it's social media, and what we're looking for is is to form a connection with somebody." And the more that we can see somebody, um, for who they are, then the better it is. Now, if I can't, if you come to my LinkedIn profile and it's all I do is I post pictures of me and my son on the beach, you're going to assume I'm a server. <laughs> but, but, but so, so when I come to your LinkedIn profile, I need to know what you stand for. But the thing is, is that posting human content is, is today's digital way of prospecting. Mm. Um, and and for understanding what that person is about, just as much as you no, know, we have um, you know I have things in my background deliberately to start and form conversations, and I know you do as well, Chris, because we were on a, a panel together, and you told me about how you were doing that, and and that's you know that, that what we, that's what we're trying to do always with people online is form a conversation. My business partner has guitars behind him because he's a a guitar player. Um, and it's just amazing the amount of business that we get in, in our company from people who are guitar players. Yeah, we have uh, we have a lot of folks that are chiming in here on on all of the uh, all of the tubes as we uh, as we say. Uh, Pink Floyd, uh, Phil Hill, uh, Phil Hill, no smart home tech uh, in the house. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining us, Phil. He's a Pink Floyd fan, um, and uh, he even gets uh, Pink Floyd way up in uh, the hills of Wisconsin. Believe it or not. Um, and speaking of surfing. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Mitch Jackson is in the house, uh, the streaming lawyer, the metaverse lawyer, the everything lawyer. Um, he wants to know what's the best chip shop. <laughs> I don't know. Frito-Lay? I, I, like, I, I think that might be a question I, for I know where to... the best chip shop is in London. I can't tell you the name of it, but I know it's in, <laughs> it's in Soho. Um, okay. But um, I can, I can, I've been Googling it after the, the, the show. It's, a, it's a bit expensive, but it's the best one. 
There you go. <laughs> Excellent. And for those of you who are joining us on uh, on Amazon, uh, Racketman, uh, and others, uh, thank you for joining. If anyone has any questions for Timothy Hughes, the author of Social Selling here, uh, we have the man live here, at least for the next uh, few minutes or so. And uh, so, uh, so Timothy, the, the book, you tell me, is doing quite well. Um, and so I'm curious because, you know, we talked about it when we were uh, when we were doing the uh, the introduction uh, here is like how do you uh, stay abreast of this stuff because it's basically like drinking water out of the fire hose in terms of like keeping up with all of the social media and you know everything has a social element any new platform has got a way for someone to kind of engage and that looks like an opportunity for a business to 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 be in whether it's you know whether it's TikTok or whether it's live streaming or whether it's podcasting or whether all of this stuff is is just happening so quickly how do you stay abreast of of all of this and um, you you're able to turn around the second edition and basically bolt on another 100% of <laughs> Of value onto the first edition. Um, walk us through like how you stay abreast of this and, and then be able to, um, to deliver what you need to deliver uh, to everyone. So the, the first edition came out, I wrote it in 2015. So it was quite a long time ago in social media terms. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has 187 pages. And really, I was working in corporate. Uh, we rolled out social selling across 4,000 people in Europe. And really, it was about taking the contents of my head and putting it out. Um, and uh, thank you, Philip. Um, and um, what we did, what what we did with the second edition was, um, we set up our business DLA night in twenty third in twenty sixteen. So what we did was that we've taken the last six seven years of learnings from implementing people, and what we've done is that we put that into the book. So the, the, the latest edition is 306 pages, but people still think that social selling is some sort of future state that we, that we get to in a number of years. Um, so actually what I did was I reached out to a whole bunch of people that are doing this already. So, um, a client of our Cyberhawk, who are a drones company, um, Telstra, Ring Central, Namos, uh, which is an Oracle consulting. Uh, Mercer, Ericsson, plus a headhunter friend of mine and said, you're doing social at the moment. You're doing it really well. Give me some advice that we can put into the board. So the best example is that is Chris Fleming, who's the CEO of, um, Cyberhawk, who decided to turn his business into a digital business. Excuse me. And, um, uh, uh, he realizes that for him as a business to get into the organizations that he wants to, um, like, um, Saudi Aramco, um, which are organizations that you, 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 you know, most people to get into Saudi Aramco, which is the, the petrol company of the, of Saudi Arabia, you would have to go to Saudi Arabia. You would have to set up a, um, a uh, office there. It would cost you millions, but he's got, um, business out of them by being on social. Uh, he's also doubled the size of his organization from a people perspective. And he's done that purely through using social. Now, he decided to be a digital business two years ago. So if you're not a digital business now, you're already two years behind. Yeah. Um, to, to answer your question, what we decided when we set up the business was not to be a be an end all everything to do with sales or marketing. We're not a marketing agency. We're not a sales training company. We just focus in on using social media for sales and marketing and how to drive revenue from it. That's, that's what we do. Um, and of course, um, Adam and I are just fanatical about it. So, um, you know, I listen to people like you guys. Um, I, you know, spend a lot of my time, um, reading other people's articles. Um, and so you, you, you just end up absorbing it as much as you can. Um, and, and then, then turning that into our own view, which is, you, you know, we, so, you know, let's take this before we came on or we talked about live podcasting like this, you know, we started, I started podcasting 2016. We started a, um, a podcast to LinkedIn live in, um, in 2021. Um, and really that was about testing it out 
experimenting so that when our customers come to us and say, we're thinking about doing a podcast or we're thinking about um, doing a LinkedIn Live, how do we do it? We're able to say, you know, and, and explain how to do it and the, the business benefit of doing it. Mm. So, um, you know, we're full-time, I'm a full-time um, social media nerd, so. Sure. Well, I, I think that's, that's key is that a lot of people, they're in the business of something, but they don't, they don't have their own sandbox. Right. And so like, to your point, it's like, you're doing a podcast because you want to be able to uh, work with other companies based on that podcast and how you're applying the the techniques because you're actually in it. You're not just talking about it. You're actually carrying the bag. And I think that was important for Jim and I, when we started dealcasters is like, we're remote producers. We help people do shows. We need our own show. And so yeah. that was it. That would, that was, and so like when we talk about tech all the time, why don't we just do it on Amazon and see, see how this thing works. Right. And, and, so, and anybody who works for DLA nine, we, we say to her that they're at the, the high watermark of what social selling should look like. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, you know, people should come and look at our LinkedIn profile, see what we're doing. You know, if you look at my LinkedIn profile, you will see it is very different from other people's. Um, my summary title is very different from, from other people's. Um, and, um, you know, so, so, you know, we, we walk the walk and we talk the talk. Yeah. And we think that's so important. So we, you know, the only way that you are going to be the best is by demonstrating that yourself. Yeah. And, and, uh, I wanted to, to Tim, I, I, cause I definitely want to get to the, uh, the part about, what you've seen with cold calling, but even with email marketing, you look at things completely differently than you probably did before. And you discuss that a little bit in the book. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, um, we're quite right. You know, we, our belief is that advertising, email marketing and cold calling doesn't work anymore. Um, and I think if you look at the, the way that the layoffs are taking place right now in tech, um, and everyone's saying that they haven't got any pipeline. Um, and the reason why they don't have any pipeline is because they're using advertising, email marketing and cold calling. Um, and you know, what, what we've seen is that over the last 10 years is all of these things, you know, gradually are getting less and less and less and less. Um, you know, last time I looked at a report about email marketing, they're not talking about open rates. Um, you know, then, well, they don't talk about revenue they're generated. It's about having somebody actually opened it. Yeah. Now, and, and, and they've actually moved that even further upstream to say, did, did the email actually land in someone's inbox? Yeah, mm. And you know, what do I do when I get a, an, a, an email in my inbox? I just create a rule and it goes into the waste paper basket. You know, sometimes I'm going to wait through a basket and there's people saying, you haven't responded to the email. Well, no, of course not. <laughs> I mean, you I didn't ask for it. <laughs> what, what, what century do you come from? You know, email mm. marketing was designed in 1990. You know, it's, it's, you know, is it 30 years old? Cold calling is 40 years old. You know, there's people that are younger than that using these technologies and, and they all know they don't work. Right. But they're told they have to do it by their boss. Yeah, they're told because they, have, their boss they have to, tell, you know, you have to make more yeah. calls. You have to send more emails. Really? I mean, yeah. it's 2023. So you're going to ask me about the, the figures. Um, so I'll tell you. Um, so we took a team of people who were cold callers and we trained them in social selling. This is from the 1st of January, January 2023. They were a cold calling agency and we said, we'll train you in social selling and you will do cold outreach using social selling. Now, this is not using automation. It's not connect and pitch. There's no spam or anything like that. This is, this is about going to people and them wanting to ha- end up having a conversation. Um, and we're currently getting a 9% response rate. So every 100 people we connect to, we get 9% of people saying, we'll take a call. Now, whenever you do cold calling, the, the objective is to get some sort of um, next action, which is usually like a discovery call, a demo or something like that. Uh, we're now getting 30, 33.6% of those 9% of people basically saying that they have an additional. And, and next action. No, this is exponential. And, you know, mm-hmm. this is, this is, this blows cold cooling out of the water once and for all. And this is not my opinion. This is the data. Now, right. I write about this all the time. If anyone is watching this and is interested, my blogs for the last, I don't know, last 
five months have basically carried this data. It explains in the, in the blogs, who is it that's doing? You can go to their LinkedIn profiles. You can see, you can go and ask them. This is not something that we've created in some sort of ivory tower. These are real salespeople doing, doing social selling. Um, when we get to six months, which is now just about, just about, we'll have six months worth of data in it. We're, we're actually going to start seeing links in terms of the way that, um, uh, we can actually connect the dots around sales and marketing. So we're going to bring out some more information around that. Um, you know, this is, this is exponential. You know, anybody who's cold calling, you're not using the, the, the most efficient, effective way of co- connecting to people from cold outreach back. Yeah, you're tripling the numbers essentially, right? Tri- tri- absolutely. You, you right. know, if, you know, when, when these people were so, um, cold calling, they were getting two meetings a week. Um, and, Sorry, two, yeah, two calls a week and they would get a 0.3% conversion rate. So they wow. changed that to 9% and 33%. Each of the salespeople gets 10 meetings a week. Now these are average figures. So mm. we have, so we have salespeople that are getting more than this and some salespeople that are getting less because they're an SDR with two years experience. But we're, but, but these are average figures. So. You, you roll that out across the whole of your organization. Your pipeline problems go away. You start, you, you can stop laying people up and start taking people on. Um, right. and, and, and this is the, this is the, 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 you know, sales and marketing has changed and it's changed for the digital world. You know, um, mobile, internet, social media and COVID-19 have changed the way that we sell and, um, and market. Um, and anybody who's using cold calling, email marketing, um, advertising, you're living in the past and it, 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 I'm sorry, but, um, it's over and we've got the figures and the data this show. Yeah. I, you know, the, the thing that keeps on every time you're, you're bringing up all of, all of this data, the thing that keeps, um, that I keep thinking about is so many people, businesses, content entrepreneurs, a lot of this audience, they blame everything on the algorithms, right? And they, Mm. and they say, oh, um, well, you know, I keep, I tried this and, you know, this, this short got like 3000 views and this other one got 13 and, um, like, and, and, ah, you know, and then they just kind of throw up their hands and say, well, somebody else is pulling the strings. There's these algorithms, but what you've done at your company is you're like, listen, there is real data here that we can acquire and understand and pull it apart and be really truly analytical about this. Instead of giving up on it, you can work with other companies and say, listen, the algorithm is what the algorithm is and and we're never going to be able to see the secret sauce, right? They're never going to be able to tell you what, you know, exactly they're doing, but it's out there for us to analyze. And there are companies that are, you know, doing this, all of this, you know, analytics, that clearly you guys are subscribing to and you're utilizing it with your businesses. And I think it's ridiculously intelligent. You're right, Chris. You know, in terms of if you're chasing the algorithm, you're not doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we, you know, the, mod, the modern buyer is a particular way. You know, we're pissed off with all of this outreach and this, this, this constant onslaught of, of, of interruption. You know, interruption marketing is, is dead. Um, none of us want it. And, you know, the, the, the faster people realize it and actually realize that the modern buyer is like us. They're looking for insights. They're looking for, you know, tell me something I don't know. Mm. It's actually bigger than this, which is we've only been talking about the modern buyer because we're talking about social selling. The modern job hunter, you know, um, what's it? Um, uh, a study career arc basically said that 96% of job seekers use social media. Now, I don't know what the other 4% do, because I would have thought <laughs> it would be a hundred percent. But right. you know, modern job, the modern, the modern job hunter, the modern, um, uh, buyer, the modern investor, everybody's on digital. We all mm-hmm. transferred to digital through, through COVID. Um, and if you're looking to be, um, if you're looking for conversations to generate revenue, if you're looking for, Investment. If you're looking for, um, to be the employer of choice in your marketplace, then, um, you need to be on social media and you need to be offering people what they want, which is to, to find out about you. So one of our clients, for example, doesn't spend any money on 
um, uh, uh, recruitment advertising or uh, recruitment consultants. Now, go back 12 months ago when before people started being laid off, when you couldn't get staff, they had no problem finding staff because what was happening is that they'd empowered their team to go out onto social and talk, not in a brochure um, a way, but talk about, you know, I'm, um, I'm, I'm attending a, 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 a course today on diversity and inclusion. It's so, in, diversity is, is embedded in our, in our DNA. It's so important. Or talk about um, uh, the importance of their ESG policy or something like that. And when people are going and going boring, 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 what they'll do is they'll, they'll go, that looks like a company I want to work with. Mm. And then, and then another, another, that, that's exactly who I want to work for. And so, and so what you'll do is that, that what they're, well, what's happening is that they're attracting people who want to work, for them, which is a different type of job hunter than the, a person who may be, may be out of work. And so this is, you know, using social is about a strategy. A strategy that you, you, you implement from a, from a sea level perspective, because we know that social is now the way that people interact. You're doing this by creating an amazing piece of content. You know that people are there. You know that people are going to tune in and watch this. You know that people are interested in your opinion and your expertise. It's, it's just a great example of, of, of social and how you can use it. Um, you just, I mean, you, you work for, you, you, you do producing. So your customers must understand that being able to reach out to people and, and talk to their prospects and their buyers in this way is such a powerful, um, um, uh, powerful way. And having a podcast in your portfolio of content is a, is a such an amazing way of reaching out and contacting people. Um, you know, I use a podcast because I can ring up C level people and say, would you like to come on podcast? And they go, yeah. yeah. Perfect. No, no, no. Yeah. 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 Where, whereas, you, you know, do you want to buy some social selling? No, go away. And, you know, <laughs> it's, you know, it's, 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 it's just perfect. And that's what people want. They don't want this onslaught of this, of all this, of all this rubbish. They want to be treated like human beings. Um, and, and this is just a, Social is just an amazing way of connecting with people and um, getting conversation to people. I love that you went there with the podcast. You just, I, you just checked three of my questions that I was going to ask you in <laughs> in one answer, uh, Tim, which was which is just amazing. But you know, I have one client of mine that I do remote pro, uh, a podcast for, and their whole intention is I'm having guests on this podcast to see whether or not we can do business together. And it creates yeah. mostly good content and it sometimes leads to business. Sometimes it doesn't, but it's a qualified disqualify thing. So that's the way sales works. It's like you don't, sometimes you don't know whether or not you can do business with a person until you have a conversation with them. And then when you do have that conversation, it just turns into content that you can use to show other people the conversation that you did have. And it's a, it's a tremendous way to do that. Um, I'm going to turn this into a question um, and take a little bit of, of, of a turn, but like you've talked, thank you for this. This is just like incredibly valuable, practical advice for people that really want to have an intentional understanding of how they treat social. Because I think like the value of social may just be kind of like, well, let me just spit this out here and spit this out there, spit this out here. But if you look at it like you do in a tactical manner and, you know, tactically try to have conversations with people and it's just going to turn into something to where, you know, they're too busy buying what you've got to sell. And that's, that's really where you want, want to be. But looking towards the future, um, how do you see social selling evolving and like maybe some, some things for the audience that they may want to be prepared for? Cause there's a, you know, this thing is a, a fire hose. We're trying to drink out of water out of this thing. Uh, things are changing all of the time and evolving. Do you see where it might be headed in the future and maybe some opportunities that we may want to take advantage of? Uh, yes. Um, video is, um, uh, yeah, podcasting um, or um, short videos is is something that's that people need to get involved in. Um, I started the podcast in 2016 because um, I come from a generation where we did have didn't have video cameras. Um, you know, the 
we had a camera and it was one of those things where you took a photo and it went on a film and then you put the, um, you put it in a cupboard. Um, whereas, you know, we, we all now have mobile phones and we have instantaneous and, and kind of way photos and video are kind of throw away, but it's the way that people are consuming content and, and the, the ability to have and, and the knowledge within the organization to do, to do live streams and understand how, how that works, not to, um, um, have scripts, um, how to have, um, but to understand the technology. Mm. Um, we've actually just started one, um, with the Institute of Sales Professionals, which is the, um, sales, um, uh, trade body here in the UK and globally. Um, and we do it, um, uh, Tuesday morning. So early in the morning for you, about three o'clock in the morning for you. We're going to get right back to the show, but first I've got to share this genius tool with you. It's called the PlexiCam. You can say goodbye to awkward eye contact struggles on your live streams, your presentations, Zoom calls. This PlexiCam lets you maintain eye contact effortlessly by simply attaching to your monitor. It's compatible with webcams, phone, DSLRs, you name it. It's like having a personal eye contact assistant. Jim and I both love ours. So level up your eye contact today. Check out the links below. Now back to the show. Um, and the idea is that we invite sales leaders on and we talk about what, what do they, you know, what's, what, what's keeping them awake at night. And, and of course, uh, you know, every week we talk to a new sales leader. Every week the sales leader says, says to me, so what do you do? I said, well, I do social selling. And they say, well, tell me about that. Uh, and, and, you know, you're, you're, you know, you, sh- you're demonstrating that you're an expert. So people are seeing it out there. You're talking to people and you're remaining up to date, which again is about expertise. And you're using this as an ability to have conversations with people about what they're doing. And ultimately they will always turn around to you and say, so what do you do? Um, Short videos, you know, not, not necessarily TikTok, um, but, but short videos, um, people consume content in, in that way. Um, and I now do two short videos a week. Um, one serious, one not so serious. So I, I'm doing a series about, um, great grandfather's, uh, gramophone. Oh, uh, cool. And, um, um, so, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it doesn't get a lot of engagement on LinkedIn, but it does on other platforms. And, and, uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's one of the ways, uh, AI is probably going to change things, but at the moment, all, all AI is doing is creating boring content that nobody reads. And, uh, <laughs> and um, um, and it's, it's quite funny because there's a lot of people kind of said, if there was only something that, um, would write the content for me, I'd put more out. And so now there is something that will write the content for them and they still don't put any content out. Yeah, and this, well, they, we've got and a lot more mediocre content, right? And they're totally invisible to their clients. Yeah. So 90, 99% of companies right now, totally invisible to their clients on social media. Mm-hmm. And they don't, you know, and their answer to it is, well, we're going to get some boring content. Yeah. Yeah, it still yeah, takes a human on that AI stuff, ladies and gentlemen. And, and you know, I... I we're all using it, um, you know, to a, to a degree, um, but I haven't found something to where, you know, you can completely rubber stamp it and say, this is exactly what I would have said. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it, you really got to add your, your human element to it because I think people it, can smell it out. Understand sarcasm. So, so my business partner, Adam, <laughs> you know, he writes in a, in a, in a very, um, uh, well, I, you know, he writes in a lighthearted but business format and he put out this blog and I, in the first paragraph, I fell asleep and I'm thinking, Adam, <laughs> and at the end it said, Oh, I got chat GPT to write it. I thought, Oh, there you go. You know, what, what we are, we're, we're looking for something that's going to pull us in. Chat, chat GPT doesn't do that. It just, uh, so I, I actually run a podcast on, on artificial intelligence because I didn't know anything about it. So I thought, you know, let's walk towards it. And chat GPT, or it does is it tries to second guess the next word, except it can do it in, in, um, it can second guess the next couple of words. Mm. I mean, you can't even write code very well. Um, so, um, but you know, boring concept. Do we need more of that? <laughs> 
Well, we, I think anyone can do a podcast. Anyone can do content, but not everyone can do a good podcast and not everyone can create great content. And I think you got to be tactical like, uh, like Timothy Hughes, author of social selling, ladies and gentlemen, if you have not picked up this book yet, I feel sorry for you. Um, <laughs> but, but, um, it, Tim, this has flown, flown, flown by, and I truly... Fun. I've loved it. Yeah. It's been fun. Thank you so much. We should do it again sometime. When, I'd, when I'd you write... Your, yeah. I'll bring some yeah. fish and chips. Oh, awesome. <laughs> there you go. Our friend Mitch, uh, our friend Mitch will, uh, will like that because he wants to know I'll bring a different Pink Floyd album. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Wish You Were Here is, is my, uh, is oh, one of, is I one of my it's favorites. So... so what, what we we didn't talk about seventy eight records, did we? Not okay. yet. <laughs> with, with, the, with with his master, look at that. His his master. Oh, there's Nipper looking into yeah. uh, the uh, gramophone. There, you didn't know that that was the name of the dog, did you, Jim? That's Nipper RCA. That's Nipper. Yeah, Nipper the dog. I knew the dog. I didn't know its name. So now I've I've learned something new. I learned something new every day. <laughs> Not so, to mention everything we learned on this. So, uh, so the video I put out last week. And, and I don't want to bore you, is that do you know where the term put a sock in it came from? I'm assuming no. that it means put a sock in the, in the, in the phone there. Yes, yeah, yeah, so there's, there's no oh. volume control on it. Or you, the, the volume is controlled by the, the, the needle and they're steel needles. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, you can get loud needles, needles or soft needles. And, and the oh. idea of putting a sock in it is you put a sock in it and it makes it quiet. And that was my. <laughs> That was my. That, that was the video I did last week. Now, now is is that is that is that not is is it is it business? No. Is it unprofessional? No. 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 It's and it's interesting. I mean, I listen. I'm I'm almost embarrassed that I haven't seen that. But I'm I'm going to at Timothy uh, underscore Hughes one on all the platforms and following this stuff so I can see you put a sock in that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing that right now. And ladies and gentlemen, it's also dlaignite.com. Uh, and of course, we're here talking about the book, uh, Social Selling. If you have not picked it up, we're here on Amazon. You can just click it down there in the in the carousel. And uh, of course, we'll have the links in, uh, in the show notes as well. And um, ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for, uh, for joining us on, on Dealcasters today. Social Selling, Unleashing Social Selling with Timothy Hughes. Timothy, thank you so much for joining us, sir. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Jim. Really appreciate you having me on. Thank you. All right. Take care, everybody. Don't fear the gear. Thanks for listening to Dealcasters. Congratulations. You've taken another step forward in your content creation journey. Please don't forget to hit the subscribe or follow button here in your favorite podcast player so you can be reminded every time we drop an episode. We love hearing from our listeners and viewers. And if you're wanting to watch our shows live on Amazon, feel free to follow Dealcasters Live as well at dealcasters.live. Follow us on Twitter or subscribe to our YouTube channel where we also included added content that you cannot find anywhere else. If you have questions about this episode or have something you want us to review, you can also email us at dealcasters at dealcasters.live. Thanks again for listening, and you know the deal. Don't fear the gear.